Episode 23, Sacrifice. This one is directed by Phil Scria and written by Jeremy Carver. Oh, wow. This is a good one. So we open <clears throat> with Sheriff. We're going to end on yes. for our little sabbatical. Yes. I um, I always cry at the end of this episode. Yeah. Just putting that out there. Always. This is going to be like the fifth time I've watched it. <laughs> so we start with uh, Sheriff Mills. And she is waiting in a restaurant, and it looks like she's on a blind date. Um, a man approaches the table and sits down, and we see that it's Crowley. God, I'm so mad. Yeah, that's just not right. Um, he says that words cannot begin to describe the injustice that picture does. Play, claiming the picture online doesn't show how pretty she is. So we fade into later on in the day. She's... Impressed with Crowley's career and his very nice suit, and she feels like she's just a small-town girl. He says that they do share something. They share loss, and that makes her remember her son and her husband and how they died. Um, Crowley reaches out and touches her hand, and she wants to know how she knew, how he knew that, and he says, I've lost someone too. And she starts tearing up and says, it's not a date till I've cried. And Crowley, so now you've cried. <laughs> So she excuses herself to go to the restroom, talking to herself in the mirror. This is crazy. What are you doing? You know, the kind of shit you do, apparently, when you're on a blind date. I've never actually been on one. Um, But according to television, that's what you do. I was on a blind date once. Were you really? Yeah. You know what? I'm a total fucking liar. I was on a blind date once. Oh, a while ago, though. What was yours like? This was when AOL just came out. Okay. So I met this guy in a chat room. And we talked for months and months and this months. This was in Albuquerque? Yeah. Um, and finally decided to meet. And we decided to meet at Roller King, which is now Roller Skate City, I think. Okay. Um, because that's where I hung out a lot. Because this was in like... I believe it. Seventh or eighth grade. Shannon likes to roller skate. I do. I was the disco queen of that place. <laughs> but anyways, so this guy's name was... Um, what was it? It was like Romeo Pierre or something. Nice. <laughs> his handle, right? And so he told me his real name was Pierre. And I was like, okay. Right. I'm not really sure what to expect here. Right. Um, and so he tells me that he's going to be wearing black jeans, a white t-shirt with his black leather jacket and black boots. Okay. And I was like, okay, sounds nice. And I told him, I'll probably just look like an 80s kid and my hair is blonde. And I told him I would meet him by the payphone banks because back then there were payphones. We didn't have cell phones. Um, Wow. I haven't thought about a payphone in a really long time. But anyway, so he walks in. Or, oh no, the day, so the day before we meet, um, we're talking online as we usually do. And he's telling me, oh, you know, I'm feeling really bloated and like I'm breaking out. I think I'm stressing out. And I was like, uh, okay. You probably always look like this. Yeah. I was like, fuck. <laughs> so he shows up, he walks in. I know him, who it is immediately because he's wearing what he says he's going to wear. 
And I was like, no, (laughs) this dude is like not attractive at all. And I'm not into him. And like, you just turn around and run. I was like, oh my God, I probably would have like hid. Right. And been a total just mean girl. But um, my friend Amy, who was with me was like, oh my God, that's so-and-so like said his real name. Of course. And she like goes over to him and I was like, no. No. like you want to go skate and i'm like yeah yeah let's go skate you know yeah. and i was like you know what whatever he, right. does, he doesn't he's look a nice guy he's not, he's not attractive but you guys have been we've been for talking long. for like six months right you know, like he's cool yeah. whatever I, I can look past it so we get out on the skate on the rink oh no and i'm like a professional roller skater okay <laughs> she's not but she's she's <laughs> bragging a little bit and this dude, it just can't like he's never been on oh, roller skates, and so he, and he's holding my hand because the couple it was the couple song come on oh came, no or came on. of course and Amy was like you guys should go couple skate and he was like yeah let's go do that and I was like okay, okay. so he's holding my hand and he's just falling like every two feet and I'm just like God like <laughs> dragging him along you know just like so embarrassed. <laughs> Poor Shannon. Did you guys talk after that? A little bit, but I totally, what the kids call now, ghosted him. Oh, is that a thing now? Yeah, we just stopped talking. Oh, I didn't know that. I always call it ignoring. That's what I did. (laughs) That's what I called it back then. I'm just going to start ignoring you. Yeah. I mean, it's you ghost him now. Yeah. It didn't take long. I think he got the hint pretty, pretty quick that I wasn't really into him. Fast forward many, many years later. And I start dating this guy, and they're roommates. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Joseph, the guy I dated. Uh, oh, when yeah. I met Frank. Yeah. Are you serious? They were Jesus roommates. Jesus Christ. Did you recognize him right away? I, immediately. Are you serious? Did he know you? I, I'm pretty, we were like, hey. It was just a little what? awkward. Oh. Long time no see. <laughs> Holy fucking shit. This is oh a small God. goddamn town. That's Albuquerque, dude. <laughs> so, that's I my story. I've actually been on two blind dates. I feel like I was on a second one and I cannot remember the second one. No. Anyway, so let's hear yours. So, the first one, um, I met him on some. Not even a chat room. It was like some forum type place. But I found out he lived here in Albuquerque and he just lived here or just moved here. Didn't have a lot of friends. We got along really well. So I'm like, yeah, sure. It wasn't even so much a date as much. I was just going to go like hang out, hang out. Right. Um, we went to like Village Inn and we're like eating dinner and having coffee and just talking because I was like probably 18, 19. Uh-huh. Um, He's nice. I mean, he's not completely ugly, you know what I mean? And I'm not, like, embarrassed of him or anything. But, I mean, it's not somebody I'm, like, interested in. So, in the middle of dinner, well, actually, we just finished, he, um, he takes out his front teeth. Oh. And starts cleaning them off. (laughs) I'm just looking at him like, what? He's, like, telling me this whole story. I don't even remember the story because I'm like, you just took your fucking teeth out. Like, why would you do that without some type of a warning? Like, oh, by the way, like, no, he just took his teeth out. 
Um, uh, not okay. Yeah. No, not at all. <laughs> Definitely so. not okay for you. <laughs> no. And this thing with teeth. And so it was very, very upsetting. Um, and so uh, I left pretty shortly after that. And I didn't talk to him anymore at all. Um, I even got some private messages from him. Are you ignoring me? And I was like, yeah, but I'm not going to answer you and tell you that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, you're a nice guy, but that was fucked up. Like, why would you do that? Yeah, believe it or not, I never want to talk to you again. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so then this was a few years later. This was a guy I met on MySpace. Holy shit. Yeah. So we met on MySpace and... It, it was something about music. This was when I was going to raves a lot, and I, had, I listened to a lot of dance music. And um, we were, t- and he was really cool. Like we got along really well. He was always sending me links to this really cool stuff. Ash was my second blind date from oh, MySpace. Sorry. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry. Do you feel better? Yes, I'm sorry. It was driving me nuts. I'm like, I know there was another one. Anyway, um, I don't even remember this guy's name. I don't remember either of their names. But he's like, we should hang out. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Because even his pictures on MySpace, he looks pretty cute. I'm like, this could go pretty well. You know, we've already hit it off. And so we go um, to another village inn. Because <laughs> I just like having That's coffee. I'm not a drinker. Um, I don't like spending a lot of money either. Anyways, so we sit down and we're talking. And we are like, he is so hot. Like his pictures, like it was seriously the whole Crowley. Like those pictures do not do you justice. <laughs> like shit. I'm just like. Totally like, oh, yes, like batting my eyelashes and shit. And like, but we're really talking and we're having fun and we're making each other laugh. I'm like, this is amazing. And so we start talking about movies. I love movies. So <laughs> again, oh, my God, this is the best ever. And he's like, what's your favorite scary movie? And um, I tell him all about Blair Witch Project. And I was like, what's your favorite scary movie? He's like, oh, it's The Sixth Sense. I was like, oh, that's scary, I never really thought right? of that movie as very scary. And he's like, yeah, well... It's scary for me because I can see dead people. And I'm like, (laughs) that's why I start laughing. (laughs) And then I'm like, oh, and he is telling me he can actually see dead people. Oh, you're not joking. Oh, I was like, oh, you're serious. And so I'm trying to like play it off like, oh, wow. How long has that been going on? (laughs) Like trying to like have a car. And and then it ended pretty quickly after that. I was like, oh, cool. It's kind of late. I got to go. You know, it was really nice meeting you. (laughs) And so... The next day at work, I'm telling this story, you know, just to like make people laugh because it's fucking ridiculous. And one of the girls, like in all seriousness, looks at me. She's like, but what if he really can? Like, what would you do? I'm like, are you serious? She's like, well, I mean, what if he can? And I was like, do you want his number? Do you want to go have like lunch with him? I think you guys would hit it off. Like, yeah. So those are my two blind dates and I'm never going to have one again. My second one was... Very fucking similar. We went to Village Inn. We met on MySpace. He was fucking gorgeous. Oh my god, this guy. He was this half black, half white guy. Really tall, beautiful oh, skin. are always gorgeous. Just, oh my god. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, he was the most charming, charismatic guy I've ever met. And I found out because this guy scams literally fucking everybody i'm sure if there's anybody in albuquerque listening to it like it two out of ten people would be like i know that fucker (laughs) he was so bad like he owes everybody money wow 
he even like talked my mom to letting him move in with us for a while. Like, Are you serious? He lives with us. Jesus Christ. She bought him like brand new Jenkos. Jenkos. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And like a shirt. She spent like $150 on this guy at, like hot oh topic. Oh my god. On new clothes cuz she felt bad for him cuz he was homeless and Oh Jesus. Whatever. And you know, she was trying to help him get back on his feet and Right. My mom your mom's your mom. I, I love you, mom, but she made some really <laughs> silly decisions. decisions. <laughs> um, but anyways, like, and then he just disappeared. Yeah. And then I found out he was doing it. To, and then I found out from other people. Oh yeah, like that dude's a total asshole. You don't like. But he was just so much fun to be around. Right. You know? Like it, you didn't even like think about it. Right. And then years later. <laughs> I think I was working at the Owl Cafe, <clears throat> and he shows up with a chick. Wow. And I was like... You, like, want to go tell her, I'll run away. Well, he comes, because I was the cashier, and he comes up, and they're paying, and he, I was all, oh, hi, Ash. And she, she's like, Ash? And he's like, it's Sean, or whatever. Uh, like, no. his name was. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you owe me money. <laughs> like, a lot of money. And she's like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm like, you probably shouldn't hang out with this guy. And he's like, come here. And he like takes her to the uh, patio sitting around. And he's like, hang on, I'll be right back. And he, he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, what am I doing? Well, you owe me at least $150 for those fucking Jankos and shirt. Right. And then, you know, letting us, you know, give you a house and right. buying you food. And like, I actually gave him money a couple of times. Jesus Christ. Um, but like he, he would work at a job, get his first check and then leave. Just, he wouldn't put in a notice, just walk out. So that was that guy. So lesson here, ladies. Oh, he was a hacker. Oh, wow. He, he, uh, he also, I think, probably saw dead people. He was a vampire. Oh. He was going to turn me into a vampire one night. But the, it hey, had to be like a had whole the right... episode of Supernatural yeah. about that. There yeah. was, he was so many different, I was just like, okay. Wow. Yeah, whatever was like, you know, because Hackers, the movie, right. was like really... Was a big deal in big. the 90s, yeah. And so he was like, you know, he had the whole style going. Oh, of course. He'd always have like a laptop with him. Oh, and Jesus like Christ. The chains and the jinkos and like the headphones and... Wow. But God, he was fucking gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> Never again. <laughs> yeah. At least I learned red flags from all these wonderful experiences. Right. <laughs> So that's the beginning of our Supernatural <laughs> yes. episode. <laughs> and don't go on blind dates because you'll either end up with someone who's going to take out their teeth or uh, who's going to scam you out of money or who completely lied about their appearance or who sees dead people or who's the king of hell. Yeah. So ladies, you've been warned. Or I guess men too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... <clears throat> Jody's in the bathroom telling herself <laughs> she's crazy. <laughs> Crowley at the table still takes a cloth type pouch out of his pocket, unties it, and we see that there's a whole little spell ready to go in there. And he starts reciting the Latin for the spell, and we cut back to Jody, and she starts choking and she's coughing up blood. Um, right at that moment, the boys call him, and uh, his ringtone is Baby Got Back. And he tells them that they have less than one minute. And Dean says he's going to make the deal. Uh, no trials, no killing. Crowley gets the demon tablet, but the boys get to keep the angel tablet because Crowley's a douche. 
And a dude should never have that much money. Power. Power. Sorry. That was weird. (laughs) So Crowley says, first, I need to hear two little words. I surrender. And then tie the card. Cass is talking, or no, the guys get the tablet from Kevin. He has buried it under some billboard with the devil on it. At this point, Dean gives him the key to the bunker. Uh, Cass and Metatron are talking. Cass wants to know what Meta or what God was like. And he's like, mm, pretty much like you'd expect. Larger than life, gruff, bit of a sexist, but fair. <laughs> fair, very fair. Eminently fair. The, Neph- the Nephilim was a monster, Cassiel, because Metatron can tell that Cass is still struggling with the fact that he just killed her, this innocent woman, yeah. supposedly innocent. Well, I'm pretty sure she wasn't evil. <laughs> right. Um, <clears throat> and they are looking across the street at a bar, and uh, Marv, Metatron, says that's where the next trial is. Uh, that there is a person getting ready to do the horizontal mambo. And Cass just kind of gives him a blank look. And he says, slap bellies. And Cass, of course. And then he says, find love. And Cass, oh, yes. And so the next trial we find out is to take Cupid's bow. And Cass says, no killing. And he says, no killing. Right. And so he was pointing out the bartender of the bar is supposedly supposed to get hit within the next 24 hours. Um... Then uh, the next scene, we cut to the boys going back to um, Singer Salvage and um, to meet Crowley. Sad. It is really sad because we see Bobby's car. Yeah. Um, Crowley wants the stone. Dean says, "You show us yours, and we'll show you ours." <laughs> and Crowley says, "Really, Dean? I'm trying to conduct a professional negotiation here, and you want to talk dangly, dangly bits?" bits. <laughs> So they each show each other the stones. Crowley busts out the contract. It's like, what, eight feet long? Yeah, it's like when the he was doing on the... Le, the, 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 the with Dick Roman. With the Leviathan the contract. Leviathan, yeah. Um, <laughs> Dean just, tries to... <laughs> I just love it because he just rolls it out on the ground at them. <laughs> oh, there yeah. you go. And then Dean bends over trying to sign it, but Crowley pulls it back, saying that he knows Sam is the one doing the trials, and so only Sam can sign it and dean's like well i'm gonna read it first and sam takes the pen he's like i can can read read it it. (laughs) but then doesn't (laughs) right (laughs) um we cut to naomi's office one of her lackeys has come in saying that they have found Cass, and he's with the scribe um we cut back to dean who's actually reading the contract and crowley and dean are standing like face to face both with the contract like bent you know like rolled over their hands and as Dean is reading the contract, Crowley says, you're going to move your lips the whole way up here, aren't you? <laughs> <sighs> and he continues to gloat, saying, you know I always defeat you. It's your humanity. It's a built-in handicap. You always put emotion ahead of good. Old-fashioned common sense. Let's have a, the big galoot sign it now, shall we? So Sam approaches the sign. Dean, he kind of gives Dean a little nod, and Dean slaps the demonic handcuffs on Crowley which renders him just unable to boof out or or smoke out even yeah Uh, he then tells Dean that he made a mistake he chained himself to the wrong bull and he punches Dean and then Dean's like oh really (laughs) and then he socks the ever living shit out of Crowley and he's like I can do this shit all day (laughs) motherfucker you wanna know why cause it feels damn good (laughs) And he tells him, 
he, he says all that, and then he says, this means that your demon ass is going to be a mortal ass pretty damn quick. Carly looks up at Sam saying, at Sam saying, what's he mouthing on about? And Sam says, you're, you're the, the third, third trial, trial, Crowley. Boom! Boom! <laughs> Take that. Gonna threaten Jody Mills. <laughs> no kidding. So we're at the bar now with Cass and Metatron, and Cass is reading the personals. Because he wants to get the bartender to fall in Hold love. On. Faster. I just have a really quick note. It's not important, okay. but okay. I wrote. I mean, it really just makes sense that they would use Crowley for this. Yeah, like that's a lot different from the whole Metatron thing or Abaddon thing. When they woke up Abaddon to like test it out on her, I thought you that know, was like, like I was like, right. why don't you guys just get Crowley? Like from the very beginning. <laughs> See, and I never thought Crowley. I thought from the beginning, just get a normal demon. When they were doing it the would test be easier, run, yeah. right? Let's get a lackey. Well, yeah, but to actually cure a demon, might as well be Crowley. You know? Yeah, I agree. It just made sense. It does. Like this is yes, this is what you should do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that solves a lot of problems. Um, but yeah, so we're back in the bar. Cass is reading the personals. Um, he tells Metatron, Metatron's looking at me, he says, I have, I'm friends with friends who do this for a living, and I have no idea what he's talking about. Hooking up with people, maybe? Is that, I, is, guess? I mean, he's talking about the Winchesters, I'm right? I guess like, he's talking about Dean and his right? way with women. I just thought it was such <laughs> a weird line. I was like, what? It is a very strange line. So the bartender comes up to take their order and cast. This is one of my favorite, I think this is my favorite line. Yeah. <clears throat> Would you say that you're looking for a... Uh, a partner in crime or uh, someone who's into nurse role play and light domination. <laughs> <laughs> and the bartender says, brother, it's 10 a.m. on a Tuesday. <laughs> to which Metatron says, we'll have two drafts. And says to Cass, you're not the most subtle tool in the shed, are you? <laughs> oh, my God. That part was so good. Cass. And he's like so like genuine about it. All I know. Is that what you're looking for? Like, you want a nurse role play? Like domination, and that's when the angels appear um, to try and grab Metatron. The bartender shoots one of them, and they throw him right into the glass. And they grab Metatron, and Cass gets up to fight, but Metatron says, please don't fight. It will only make things worse. And then they all poof away and just leave Cass there. Yep. Um, the boys have brought Crowley to an abandoned church. They chain him down to a chair with the demonic... Change. This was my question about this. Don't you think that the bunker would be on consecrated ground? Possibly, because my the my very first thought when they went there was, why the fuck aren't you going to the bunker? You have a you dungeon. have a dungeon. But then I was right. like, oh, they probably don't want Crowley to know about it because right, that's just true. in case this doesn't work out or something happens. <clears throat> right, she knows about the bunker now, and that's really bad information for Crowley to have. That's true. So that was my, like, devil's advocate way of thinking, like, right. oh, okay, I guess this is why you didn't. And maybe it's not consecrated. It seems like it would be, though. It seems like it would be. I think the Men of Letters would have made sure of that. But I have no fucking idea. Right. But my line of thinking was, they don't want Crowley there just in case they can't finish this job. That's when you put a canvas sack over his head. <laughs> right. <laughs> just take him into the damn uh, dungeon that right. you guys have, specifically for demons. <laughs> I wonder if Bobby's... Uh, like, like panic, panic room, room still exists. I don't know. Because that would have been a good place. That would have been a good well, place Well, it's probably too. not consecrated ground, though. Well, yeah, that's true. So anyways, they bring him to the abandoned church. Um, whoa, I just like <laughs> Sam's in the mess. trunk, and he's actually getting more holy oil and putting it into a mason jar. 
I love that bottle of holy oil that Cass got. It's a never-ending bottle. Never-ending. They've had it for, this is going to be, what, like four seasons now that they've right. been using that one bottle? And Sam finally feels like things are going to, that they're going to win, which was kind of nice. Yeah, okay, there it is. So Sam is actually feeling pretty good. Um, but he's not sure what to say for confession to purify his blood. Oh my god! Gene's <laughs> like, my notes are just seriously. You're Sam fucking Winchester. Gene's like, do you want, do you want a little help? And Sam's like, yeah, sure, okay. And Dean says, all right, well, I'm just spitballing here. But if you are a Ruby killing Lilith, letting Lucifer out, losing your soul, not looking for me when you went to purgatory for starters. And Sam's, Sam's like, just like Thanks. walking away at this and point. And he starts to walk away and Dean's like, oh, or hey, how, how about what you did to uh, Penny Markle in the sixth grade? Why don't you lead with that? And Sam just goes, that was you. And Dean, and carry on. It's <laughs> my favorite line. I fucking love. And then he like goes and he puts his hand up on the hood of the, or the, the, the trunk, trunk which is still open. Like, and you could see him just thinking, oh, really? It was he thinks, that and me? then he does the like, okay, yeah, yeah like I guess the, that the was. Agreement <laughs> nod to himself. Oh my fucking God, I love that part. Oh, that is so awesome. He gave me a good laugh for, for a bit. <laughs> uh, Sam goes inside the church to confess. At this point, Cash uh, uh, shows up asking Dean for help, tells him that Naomi took Metatron. He tells him that he and Metatron were working together to close heaven. Um, yeah, to, to complete the angel trials. Yes. <clears throat> and then we cut to Metatron in heaven with Naomi. Right. Who says, your reputation precedes you. Um, and that she had wanted to debrief him after God left, which, of course, that's what she wanted to do with everybody. And by debriefing, she shoved needles in their head and read their thoughts. Um, so he ran before she had the chance. Um she didn't question why he came out of hiding because she knew that they were all, or he knew that they were all going to leap at the chance of grabbing him and extracting all of God's secrets out of his head. Um, and that, and what is he doing with Castiel? And he says, of the blessings set before you, make your choice and be content. Don't do much reading, do you? And she doesn't recognize it. Do you have what that quote is from? Or? Yeah, he's quoting English writer Samuel Johnson. Yes. The full quote is, of the blessings set before you, make your choice and be content. No man can taste the fruits of autumn while he is delighting his scent with the flowers of the spring. No man can at the same time fill his cup from the source and from the mouth of the Nile. So, you know, basically make your choice um, to be happy. And then... Then she she, starts drilling. She sees her drill and picks it up, and we all know where that goes. So now we're back to the boys. (laughs) Um, So Dean doesn't believe that Metatron, crazy cat lady angel, wants to actually save heaven. He doesn't want, and he also does not want to leave Sam. Uh, He's he's saying that Sam needs a chaperone, especially for this particular uh, Mm. uh, case that they're working on. Um, Sam walks up behind Dean at this point saying that he should go. If they can lock up the demons and the angels all on the same day, that's a pretty good day. Dean tells Sam to start the injections if he's not back in eight hours to finish it. No hesitations. Uh, so Cass and Dean go to see Kevin. And Dean takes the holy oil with him as they leave. Yes. Um, they want him to translate the angel tablet. Dean is extremely rude to Kevin, but Cass is just downright an asshole. To I, poor Kevin. I love this. Part. <laughs> I so like how they like, translate it now. Right. And he was like, <laughs> like uh, are you kidding me? 
It took me six months to translate a piece of the devil or the demon tablet, and you want me to translate the whole angel tablet, tablet six, six hours? hours? I love what he's like telling uh, Dean. Kevin says to Dean, "If this is going to be one of the guys like us, never are never out of it. Speech, save it, because that's when Cass rushes over and grabs him and like grabs him by the collar and slams him on the wall, and he says, "You are a prophet of the Lord, always and forever." Well, until, until the day you cease to exist, exist and another prophet takes your place. <laughs> <laughs> I love that part. Oh, God, it's so good. But then he slaps him in front of the table and makes it clear that he is going to translate that tablet. So, I was uh, like, holy shit, yeah. Cass. Cass was unhappy. Um, Sam continues to inject Crowley, uh, as he was supposed to every hour. At one point, Crowley bites Sam. Sam sucks him. And when he walks out, Crowley spits all the blood back into his hand to make a phone call, a demon call, asking for help. A demon call. (laughs) Um, Cass and Dean are back at the bar where Metatron was taken from. Cass was out looking for a female for the bartender, but no luck. He found one female. But but he's pretty sure she's not a female. female. Dean is concerned for Cass locking himself up in heaven. Uh, he's concerned that once he's locked in heaven, that they're basically going to kill him because of all the like havoc he wreaked. Right. Wrecked. Wreaked? Wreaked. Wreaked. Yeah. Jesus. Anyway, um, then we see a woman walk into the bar. Her oh, name- but before that, because um, Cass asks Dean if he should be drinking on the job. Oh. <laughs> he thinks that's why he should be drinking on the job. And Dean says, what show have you been watching? <laughs> Fourth wall. Yeah. Um, so a female, her name is Gail, walks in. She's delivering beer. And uh, Dean's like, finally. Right. And uh, the bartender seems interested. He introduces her to Rod, the regular. She then touches both of their shoulders, saying it was nice to meet them. Oh, you missed another Dean line. Because she comes in and she uh, says, he's like, oh, let me help you. And she's like, ooh, thanks. And he's like, this is my friend Rod. And Dean's oh, like, the porn, this is yeah. like the interest of <laughs> intro of every porno I've ever watched. Right, right. <laughs> um, so she walks out and then it's very evident that Rod and the bartender are actually falling in love. Which was so cute. It was so cute. <laughs> and I love that Dean is actually like pretty shocked and Cass like does not give a shit. He just like gets up and walks right over to them all. Oh, there she goes. It was great. So back in the church, Doubt, uh, Crowley is now singing Changes by David Bowie, which I love. Um, Abdodon shows up. She force throws Sam against the wall and then out the window. Yeah. And the whole time, Crowley's like, good job, pet. Yeah. You know? Like, oh, thanks. Mm-mm. She does not like him giving her orders. No. Uh, she doesn't like the idea of him being the king of hell, and she's there to make the change. And she's basically just kicking the shit out of him while she's telling him yeah. all of this. Because, um, I mean, it's kind of obvious that Crowley's actually a little weak at this point. Right. Because I, I think Sam's injected him, like, three times by now. At least. Yeah. yeah. So Crowley's not looking too good. Mm-mm. So, back at the bar, uh, Cass and Dean approach <laughs> Gail in the back of the bar, and Cass is immediately going to just try to strong arm the bow out <laughs> he, from this cupid. He grabs his angel blade, give us your bow. <laughs> and Dean grabs him, he's like, wait, let's talk first. <laughs> Stab later. <laughs> so, we see that, um, she, you know, basically he's told her everything she wants things to change in heaven things haven't been the same so she hands over her bow 
Which is kind of cool because it's just it just appears as like a tattoo on her palm. I liked that a lot. Um, And we do see we don't see how he takes it. We just see as she holds out his hand, Cass lifts up his angel blade, and so he's gonna do something. I wish we could have seen that. (laughs) Would have been nice. Hopefully, just cutting it out of her palm and not like slicing her into bits or right. Like no, no, I just think it would have been like magical, you know? Right? Yeah. Cool. But, I assume it would be pretty magical, yeah. being what they are. Um, so Sam makes it back into the church. He throws the holy oil on Abdodon and then lights her he on fire. He says, too, before he throws it, and I thought this was weird, he says, I love this suit, and then lights her on fire. Nice suit. Is that what or, he says? It's a, I think it's, um, fuck, what is it from? Uh, Hannibal Lecter. Oh, okay, okay. I see what you're saying. I think I love, isn't that I, I love the suit, or I really like that suit. I whatever. really love the suit. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a line from. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, I did not catch on to that. Um. So then we flash back to heaven. Um, we see Metatron bleeding out of one eye, and Naomi wants to know why he's doing this. She says, "To be plucked from obscurity and very sad when he was gone." Archangels. He says he was very sad while he was gone. The archangels. Ran him from his home. Did they really think they could do this without payback? And then Naomi leaves. And then Metatron looks over at her drill. So obviously there's something a little different going on with Metatron. Right. And we find out that he was pretty pissed because God left them paradise. Even though he left, he had a huge ache. But he did leave them paradise. But that was not good enough for the archangels. Yes. And they just had to ruin everything. So you can tell he's pretty upset with them. Yeah. Which makes me a little like, oh, wait a second. I don't think Metatron's telling the truth. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Um, So... Abdodon, she's she smoked out when he. I love it that you call her Abdodon. (laughs) It's because I have it. I spell it wrong, and I keep doing it. I need to. You need to change your autocorrect. Um. Yeah, because I know it's not two B's; it's two D's. It's just Abdodon. Because it keeps putting two B's in there, it makes me want to say Abba. You know, it is Abba. No, I mean, but like it doubles it. Anyway, it's just, it looks, I'm just going to start calling her Abba. Okay. Um, oh, so Sam has, um, he writes Crowley up. Crowley's telling him, you did good back there, Moose. I'll deny it if you ever quote me, but I'm a proud man. I'm proud of you. I was like, okay. Sam fixes the broken devil's trap. And Crowley, seriously, seriously, we just shared a foxhole, you and I. We beat back the Tet Offensive, outrun the rape of the naking together. And still you're going to do me like this? Sam is ignoring him and continuing with the injection. Crowley is pleading with Sam. (laughs) Band of Brothers, the Pacific, none of this means anything to you. All those motels and you never once watched HBO, not once. Girls, you're my Marnie, Moose. Uh, and uh, Hannah, she's just, she needs to be loved. She deserves it. Don't we all, you, me, we deserve to be loved. I deserve to be loved. I just want to be, be loved. loved. <laughs> I'm like, Sam was looking at him. And then he's, what? what? And then Crowley, what? What? <laughs> he like looks a little self-conscious for a second. Oh, what the fuck did I just say? I love how they're both so confused. Yeah. <laughs> just, I love that. What? <laughs> Did you just... Yeah. 
I have a t-shirt that says that. So do I. It's Kelly. We wore it together on accident. On accident. And it was so funny. (laughs) Because we're best friends. So Crowley's wanting to know what Sam confessed earlier, what he said. He wants to know where he should start. To ask for forgiveness. Sam tells him. just like, wow. Yeah. Sam tells him they can start with this. And he holds up the syringe. Crowley then tilts his head to the side, allowing Sam to inject him freely yeah and i was just like oh fuck. i was pretty like working i was like oh my god what's happening to crowley because then i'm like is he gonna be different he's gonna be different like gonna be very different yeah i was getting really concerned oh no there's no more smarmy crowley (laughs) i would imagine if it's the actual demon that you just cured they're probably just gonna go fucking kill themselves, right? They, you know, right? especially yeah. a demon like Crowley suddenly yeah. has a conscience. You know, I don't think he could handle that with all of the stuff he's done. Yeah, no fucking no. way. Yeah, unless he is able to get forgiveness. I don't know. So, um, Dean calls Dean, or Kevin calls Dean because he says he found the trials. Yeah. Dean is talking to Kevin. Kevin does not see anything in the tablet about killing Nephilim or Cupid's bow or anything like that. Dean is kept telling Kevin, they're, they're on the, we're on the one yard line, man. And Kevin's like, okay. And I should have mentioned this six months ago, but the sports metaphors, you you want to motivate me? Magic cards, Skyrim, Aziz, Aziz Ansari. Sorry. <laughs> He's like, what? Never I don't mind. know what any of that is. Um, and then Cass hears an angel flutter and we see that it's Naomi and she's actually quite upset. Yeah. Uh, she says she's not here to fight. Cass wants to know where Metatron is and she's telling Cass that the trials are a lie. He doesn't trust her because this is what she does. She tries twisting things mm-hmm. um, and that they're trying to fix heaven. And she says Metatron isn't trying to fix anything. He's trying to break heaven. Mm-hmm. He wants to expel all the angels just as God did with Lucifer down to earth where thousands of angels will be walking on the face of the earth. Naomi says, our mission was to protect what God created. I don't know when we forgot that. Um, And she's crying while she's telling him this. She's telling him that Metatron's lying. He just wants his revenge. He's just wanting to cast all the angels out of heaven. It's really like pretty crazy. And she tells Dean that Sam is going to die if he finishes the the trials. trials. Um, Because that's what God wanted, the ultimate sacrifice. Yes, and that's what she saw in Metatron's head because she actually read the trials herself. Um, she begs Cass to stop and says that Metatron has been neutralized. And if he wants back into heaven, she will listen to him. And then she disappears. Cass tells Dean that she's lying. And Dean at that point doesn't really care. He just wants Cass to take him back to Sam. Right. Well, he's on the phone. He's like, Kevin, find out if she's lying. That's right. And he gets off the phone with her. And then he's like, you need to take me back to Sam. And he's like, but we have to. And he's like, take me back to Sam now. Now. Yeah. (laughs) Um, because Dean actually starts to try to talk to Naomi when she's yes. talking to him, and Cass is like, Dean. Yeah, Cass, like, is right away is like, she's lying. Like, I can understand why Cass is really angry with Naomi. Right. I mean, she's done some pretty fucking horrible things to him. Um, so I would also be very skeptical of believing her if I was Cass. Um, right. But I don't know. Also, as Cass, I think I would be a little, have a little more faith in Dean, because. Dean's pretty good at what he does, and he's really good at reading people. So. Right. Yeah. One of so, these days. <laughs> uh, we'll see how 13 and 14 pan out. So right. Seen it yet. Uh, so Cass says that, um, or Cass brings him back to Sam, and Dean immediately goes to run in the church. Cass is like, Dean, I know I'm right, and he just 
poofs out yeah. before Dean can even so say anything. So he can go stop Naomi. Right. He goes to heaven. He sees that Naomi has been murdered. Her drill is just sticking out of her head and she's, she's got lying in like a pool, pool of blood. blood. Yeah. Um, Dean makes, uh, or sorry, Metatron, Metatron is behind him and he says, she told you I was lying, didn't you? And Cass turns around and Metatron tells him, you should have listened to the bitch. And he has an angel blade up against Cass's like chin. chin yeah, right under yeah, his like chin. Under his chin. So, yeah. Now, at first I was like, oh, yeah, Metatron. And now I'm like, fuck you, Metatron. <laughs> <laughs> so Dean tells Sam that he will die if he finishes the trial. Sam's like, so? so? Which I was like, Jesus, Sam. Back up in heaven, Metatron steals Cass's essence. It was so crazy. Because he ties Cass down in the chair. He tells Cass, you need to stop thinking about these master plans because it doesn't concern you anymore. And that's when he slices his throat open with the angel blade. Just a little yeah, like right cut. Right his apples. Um, right. And you just see this beautiful bluish, whitish yeah. light like floating out of his out of his neck. And he says it's Put the it last. Put a tiny little jar which Leanna has hanging on a chain. That I wear around my neck. <laughs> <laughs> and he says it's the last piece of expelling the angels from heaven. He actually reaches over to Cass's neck and like wipes the cut away right? and heals him immediately. And he says, and now something wonderful is going to happen for me and for you. I want you to live this new life to the fullest. Find a wife, make babies. And when you die and your soul comes to heaven, find me. Tell me your story. And then he sends Cass back to earth. Mm-hmm. After he took away his angelic essence. So basically Cass is no longer an angel. Right. But he still is Cass. Right. He just has no power anymore. Sam is telling Dean that he wants to finish since he is just always getting in the way. His biggest confession was how many times he let Dean down. Dean tells him he's wrong. He says, hold on, hold on. You seriously think that? Because none of it, none of it is true. Listen, man, I know we've had our disagreements, okay? Hell, I know I've said some junk that set you back on your heels. But Sammy, come on. I killed Benny to save you. I'm willing to let this bastard and all the sons of bitches that killed mom walk because of you. Don't you dare think that there's anything past or present that I would put in front of you. It has never been like that, ever. I need you to see that. I'm begging you. And then Sam says, how do, how do I, I stop, stop it? <laughs> and then Dean hugs him. Well, he wraps his hand because Sam had already cut his hand open because he was at the last part of right. carrying he was Crowley. Right, about to finish. Right, because um, Crowley is like, he's not looking good. Mm-hmm. And so Cass, or Cass, uh, Sam's getting ready to put his hand over him and finish the process. And so Dean takes his hand and wraps a cloth around it. And he says, we'll figure it out. And he like gives him this big hug and he's just hugging Sam. He's like, don't worry, we'll figure it out. We always do. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> I love you guys so much. <laughs> It is one. It is like the best brother hug I think I've seen. I love that one. Just it's so good. They're actually like talking, and it's one of those where Dean was actually very open with Sam, and you know, right. Instead of that whole like, oh, here, let me just hug you, and now we'll understand. It was like explaining to Sam how much he really means to him, which is something I don't think Sam has ever really heard. Yeah. No, so. I mean to hear that he's willing to like let all these things go. Yeah. And that because before that. Sam was saying that he his, the reason his biggest confession was um, letting Dean down was because Dean had to turn to Dean he felt Dean felt he needed to turn to a vampire right or some sort of monster or an angel to get 
the back he needed. Right. Because his because he couldn't depend on his brother. Right. But as much as it seemed that way, it was never really true. Right. You know, in the heat of the moment, sure, he was going to say stuff. He did say stuff like that to Sam. But that's just actions speak louder than words thing. Right. Yeah. That's just Dean venting and Dean being Dean. But he was right when he pointed out all the things that he's done just for Sam. Right. Um, I think it was a really good thing because, yeah. yeah, poor Sam. Can I do the so, finale? Well, hold, well, Sam, the, you mean the next scene? Yeah. Right. Yeah, hold on. Okay. okay. So <laughs> Sam's arms do the whole glowy lightning thing in his forearms, and then they go away, and they're like, oh, cool, you're fine. And yeah. then he's like, great. And then, ah, he just collapses in pain yeah and he's like dying or something yeah so dean's like bringing him out to the car he's like i got you little brother i got you and i'm just like oh my god God. (laughs) um and then stuff starts turning on the bunker do you want to start there because then we cut to Cass. Um, and Cass is actually lying in the woods unconscious and we see him wake up and then we cut to kevin who's um, leaving the bunker and as he's about to um, get to the exit all the power starts coming on um, and all the machines start turning themselves on Uh, we cut back to Cass and he is walking through the woods and he is looking up at the sky we cut to Kevin and he's watching all the machines power on and blinking Uh, we cut over to Dean and we even see Crowley and they are all looking up at the sky too then we go back to Kevin and he hears an alarm Cass starts walking faster. The wind is picking up and he's still looking up at the sky. And then that's when we cut back to Kevin and he sees on that map table they have in the bunker, red dots lighting up all over, all over the world. And then Dean is looking up and he sees bright lights coming down through the, through the clouds. It's and like a meteor shower. Yeah, it does. Um, and Cass sees the same thing. He sees them falling like actually falling through the clouds um sam asks what they are and uh dean says that they are angels and they're falling and we even see a cut of an angel close up and he's burning and his wings are melting away and then he slams into the ground and it's really sad and then we end with just cast watching it all all of the angels falling. just falling it's like awful for me to say that it's actually really beautiful but it is it's like, a beautiful scene, yeah, but it's really it's just fucking so sad. sad. Yeah, but like it was pretty incredible. Like, I don't know. I thought that was such a cool idea to end the season with like angels actually falling from heaven. Right. Like that was a it's pretty pretty good supernatural finale. That was I, that's, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. As far as how it would impact the entire world, I think that's the biggest one. Yeah. Because, I mean, people all over the world. That's what I was thinking. I was like, how the fuck are they going to explain this? Like, oh, remember that time where thousands of people fell out of the sky? (laughs) (laughs) We don't live in a supernatural world. (laughs) So, yeah. It's uh, it's one of my favorite episodes, almost entirely just because of that scene. It's, yeah. It's great. It's good. It is. It's a good scene. Did you have? No. I, I, for some reason, I did Metatron and Nephilim in one, where what I should have done was Nephilim in the other one, and then Metatron in this one. That's what I was saying. And you're like, oh, I'll just do both of them. And I was like, okay. No, I didn't didn't think that through at all. (laughs) So I don't. I I was like, you don't want to save Metatron for the next one? (laughs) 
Oh, did you say that? <laughs> Sorry. No, it's fine. I got confused. Because I couldn't think of anything that would have been on this one, but it's fine. Okay. Um. So, the well, we know the ringtone for Crowley is yes. our mix of lots. Baby got back. The mook, the book, the mook. <laughs> So it's probably like some kind of horrible slur. You shouldn't say slur. that. That is a slur. You really shouldn't say that. The book Metatron is reading at the bus stop with Cass is Rumblefish by Essie Hinton. When Crowley was on a date with Jody, his coined uh, alias was Roderick, which is his middle name back when he was still human. Uh, Sam and Dean travel to Singer Salvage Yard to make the deal with Crowley. They both pause for a moment at Bobby's car, which is the 71 Chevelle. It has been abandoned and left to rust since Bobby's death. This is the first season finale to not feature Jim Beaver as Bobby Singer. Wow. He That's was in all crazy. seven of them prior. That makes me sad. It is sad. Crowley says, success has many fathers, but... Failure is a Winchester. The actual quotation ends with failure is an orphan. So Crowley is correct <laughs> either way. Um, the body count in this is only one. Uh, so I'm Which guessing. Which one would it be? I'm guessing Naomi. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because nobody else died because we don't know if the angels falling are dying or right, not. Right, we don't. We won't know that till. Well, I mean, nine. it seems like they're not because Cass didn't die and he was the first one to right. fall. Right, but do you think he fell or do you think Metatron just sent him gently back down? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think he fell. I mean, he didn't. I can see, see what you're see it. Yeah, and I can see what you're saying as far as Metatron sending him down. Because he did. He didn't just shut heaven and cast him out you know he actually sent him down yeah because he was like i'm i want you to come back and tell me your story and i yeah. want you to have a nice life yeah i think everybody else he's like fuck, fuck it out guys, right <laughs> it's my house so i mean yeah. we don't know though because we, we don't know yeah yeah. Way. yeah but we don't we don't we also don't know if the angels falling are going to live or die we can right. assume they're gonna live because well, lucifer seemed, lived but right well and it's kind of like what um I keep wanting to call him Marv. I shouldn't do what Metatron said in the last episode as far as where angels are supposed to go and where, you know, like there's certain realms that are intended for everybody, but we can all walk through all of them. So I don't think that leaving heaven and landing on earth is going to kill angels, you know, just like a human leaving earth and going to purgatory, he'll still survive. It'll just be very difficult. Right. I think that's the same. It's going to be for angels. Right. I wasn't thinking they were going to die because they just were on Earth. Just because oh, of the saying. fall. <laughs> the fall itself. Actually, <laughs> <is cool>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, jeez. And just because, like, I don't really know how that works, I guess. Because, you know, angels are, like, an essence and they need a vessel. Right. So, like, when they're in heaven... Is that their true form? And when they fall from heaven, do they, they stay become in that human, form? or and they become human, or like are they all losing their essence when they fall? Like, yes, they are all losing their essence when they fall. Um, so they're no, no longer. Maybe they're not. No, they are because well, and I don't want to get into spoilers and stuff, but they do lose their essence when they fall. Okay. Um, 
As far as their appearance, is that what you mean? Well, like, I'm just because usually an angel needs to have a vessel, a vessel in right. order to walk the earth. But I'm guessing if they're falling from heaven, they, they then become, become human. Well, they become mortal is what happens. And so right. I think you have to take on It's just weird a because, shape. like, the fact that they even need a vessel to walk the earth. Like, I, don't they say in one time, like, if you were to see their true form, you'd go blind or burn your yes. eyes out or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. But even in heaven, we see them as human beings. I think that's more just a storytelling type oh, yeah, thing. I know. You know? So that's why I'm wondering. Right. Like, I mean, just like we always see Leviathan as human beings. Right. And we don't really know what they look like. So why, when they fall, do they remain in that form? Well, I don't think they're remaining in a form. I think they're transforming into humans so as they fall. So they're turning into some random human. That... Right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. They're not. They're angels. And as they're falling. And you can see, like, the one who's falling and how all of his, like, Shit's Stuff burning is burning off. away. Right. right. He's becoming a human as he falls. Okay. I will go with that. Does that work, Shannon? It works for me. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it gets too convoluted. And we're just like, what the fuck? And we're talking in circles. And it's just going to go on for a while. So. Yeah. But yeah, I was just like, I thought they were just like... Beings of light. Beings of light yeah. that you couldn't look upon. <laughs> Which they are. No, you're absolutely right. So they where are. do they get these forms? <laughs> Because that's a lot of forms that need to be created, like, right, right now. <laughs> but, I mean, we are talking about angels. They can do things pretty fast. Right, so. right. Um, my favorite song in this is Changes by David Bowie, even though it's just sung by Crowley, and the song itself is not actually in there. But right, I just but love, I love that, that song so much. I mean, how could you not? <sighs> Changes. <laughs> It's a good song. I picked that one too. Um, my favorite scene is the finale when the angels are falling. It's really good. Mine is right before that with the brother hug. Yes. Um, also, I really like when we find out that Metatron is bad because you're just like, this was too good to be true. Exactly. Exactly. I'm like, another fucking angel. We go, we go from closing both heaven and hell to now nothing's closed. Yes. <laughs> Crowley's like, gonna be some sissy boy now like we don't know what's happening oh and Cass is no longer an angel I think that was probably pretty upsetting also yes Cass isn't an angel anymore Cass losing his essence is pretty pretty big deal yeah I was very unhappy very very now he can really be a hunter right (laughs) (laughs) but not a very good one (laughs) No, no um yeah, so... Because now he can't smell sicknesses or anything anymore. I think this is the first time we've had a finale that actually changed Cass. Like, there was the one where he died, but he came back to life right away. No, that's... Well... Because then he was possessed by the Leviathan, but even then that wasn't Cass actually changing. So, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we've had Sam without a soul. Sam without a soul... Dean trying to live the normal life with Lisa. Right. I think this is the first, like, actual major change we've seen with Cass. All his other ones are very, very temporary. And this also could start a huge change for Crowley because we don't know what's going to happen right. there. That's true also. Like, does it revert back since it, the thing was never finished? Or is he just a demon with a consciousness? Right. Conscience like, now? How, how would that even work? Like, yeah. does he still have demonic powers but feels really guilty using them? <laughs> like, right. 
Because he's definitely still going to be a demon because he didn't finish the exorcism. He just finished the prep work. Yeah. So. So what's going to happen? God. I don't know, Liana. (laughs) So, okay. Did you have a favorite line or did we already? I went over them basically when we were doing it, but it I'd have to pull my notes back up. Um. The, when when Dean says carry on, yeah, I love that part. <laughs> and then I really love when Crowley is pleading with Sam. Yeah, um, when he's like, "None of this means anything to you. You never watched HBO. Yeah, we all deserve to be loved. I deserve to be loved. Oh, I, love that. I just want to be loved. Oh my god, that I love one. that. Whole... I felt exactly the same way Sam did the first time I saw it. I was like, what? Um, I liked when Cass was asking the bartender what he was interested in. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I love how he starts with a uh, partner in crime. <laughs> or orders. Dominatrix. Like, <laughs> into nurse role. Oh, <sighs> man. That was a good part. Yes. There's a lot of good parts. This is just a really good episode. It really is. They did a it's great a very job. good episode. Um, they did a great job of wrapping up this like epic like trial thing where you're like, what? What's the gonna f- happen? Are you yeah. really gonna close the gates? Like, what's gonna happen to Supernatural? Like, yeah, if there's no demons, like, <laughs> and just like what Metatron said to yeah. to Dean, you know, because Dean even like re- recites that back to Sam when they're when he's telling him not to do it. He's like, have we even thought about this? Like, where do the demons go? What are we gonna do? Like, right. And the other thing that Dean says that I thought was really cool is he points out to Sam with everything that they've learned, even if there's still demons on Earth, that doesn't mean they can't still help yeah. people. And they could probably do a better job of it now exactly. than they ever have before. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. He was making a lot of really good points there. He was. I was very, I was very impressed with Dean. But yeah, so great season finale. Yeah. Good season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think probably my favorite finale. I mean, obviously you can't count seasons four and five. I think we can all agree with that. Yeah, those are just right. the staple top, exactly. of, the, top exactly. of the food chain. But as far as any other finales, this one has definitely been my favorite. It's very good. Yeah. It is really good. We get to see so much happen with people that I've always wanted to see happen. Like Dean actually vocalizing like his thoughts and feelings to Sam and... You know, Crowley questioning his humanity. <laughs> his humanity. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to see what Cass is like. Yeah, not an angel. Yep, that's gonna be scary because he was already pretty awkward as an angel. <laughs> oh, that's all I have. Me too. Thanks for listening, you guys. That wraps up season eight, so we won't be. We don't have an idea of when you we're going to start with season nine yet. With the nine until we do at least five sets of the supernatural role playing. Uh, right. It's just because we want to do like the five seasons, thing, right. the original five. And it's just because things are really up in the air as far as life plans go right now. So right. sorry for the sudden change, but um, we just have to put that whole Right, but we want to keep something out for yeah, you guys. So absolutely, this is what we're doing, and, and we're having like a it. lot of fun. We're having a lot of fun with that game. So I'm hoping that that fun translates over to you guys. Yes. Um, if you're not there already, check out the website thewaywardfans.com. You can see all the podcasts there. Check out pictures. You can contact us via the contact contact us link. 
If you don't feel like going through with the website, you can just email us directly, waywardfans at gmail.com. Please let us know what you think of this new format for the actual Supernatural Seasons episodes. And then also any feedback on the role-playing game uh, would be great. We'd really appreciate it. Um, be sure to follow us on Twitter at waywardfans underscore SPN and on Facebook, facebook.com slash waywardfans. You'll get updates on all of our new episodes and any new news we have or fun things we find on the internet. And if you are listening on iTunes, please take a minute and rate us just to, again, let us know what you think. You don't even have to write a review. Just give us some stars. Yeah. yeah. Don't tell them to grow up out of it.